Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Anthony says, hi, when is the last time we had such a cold day like today in Johannesburg? Well, Anthony, this is what we're about to unpack. We're going to be looking at uh, what brought about the snow in Johannesburg this morning, and will we get to see snow again anytime soon and in the coming years? Joining us on the line now, Simon Gear, climatologist and also a national authority on global warming and green issues. Simon, good afternoon to you and welcome once again to KaiFM. Yeah, good afternoon. Great. One day today, which is a red letter day for me. <laughs> Indeed, Simon. Well, wow, what a day it has been. I mean, yeah. um, names being bandied about like Snowberg and, uh, shall we say, some products uh, leaping upon the opportunity to like market themselves about it. Anyway, it's been a unique day. Many people are chatting about this. But, Simon, over to you. What's brought this about? Uh, really, just a big cold front. Um, and with that was a, a high that ridged in behind it. And so we got air coming straight from well, well, well south of the country, mm-hmm. um, sort of out Marion Island way, um, <clears throat> which okay. is uh, about a thousand k's south of PE. And so that air was just coming in from the south, um, uh, obviously carrying a bit of moisture with it as well. There was a, an mm. upper air trough, which enabled a bit of uplift as well. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, we got a little bit of snow, particularly over the, the high-lying areas of, jo- of Joburg, um, that sort of Jeppy Ridge uh, St. John's area through towards Brixton, that, that sort of area, all, all, all got some snow. It was all rather exciting. Unusual for this time of the year, would you say, Simon? Uh, once every 10 years or so, we seem to get okay. a, a, a bit of snow in Joburg. So um, unusual, but not uh, inexplicable. Okay, so as things stand, uh, you've spoken about this front that moved in from the south. And um, are, are, can we expect more of this kind of activity to happen anytime soon. The reason why I'm asking is uh, I've been reading quite a few articles um, in the news about climate patterns and climate change going on across the planet. Uh, yeah, I don't think this is a climate change um, signal. I think, uh, you know, this is probably not dissimilar mm. to the snow we had back in 1982. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think we had one again early 2000s and around about 2012 as well. Yes. Uh, so, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty normal for this mm. time of year. Mm. Um, well, I mean, it's, as I said, it's unusual, but it's yes. not, it's not inexplicable. Sure. Um, okay. so at the moment we've got the one, the front, the front which brought this very cold weather, that's now moving out into the southern Indian Ocean. There's another one directly south of the country. Okay. Uh, that it's not really going to impact us too much, but there is another one out over the mid-Atlantic at the moment, and that looks like it's going to come through and maybe, and bring us another round of not quite as cold mm. weather as we've had, but mm-hmm. certainly just keep the temperatures depressed uh, for the next uh, mm. few days. Simon, we talk about uh, El Nino and La Nina, brother and sisters. Uh, is, there, is there any uh, influence coming from these uh, patterns, from these systems right now? Has this got anything to do with what we're witnessing now? Um, it could possibly be in that we're in an El Nino signal now, and that mm. would typically mean slightly more moisture in circulation over us through winter. Unfortunately, it often means drier summers for us as well. So it's not inconceivable mm. that that El Nino would have played a part sure. in this. Um, with, with, with El Nino, you've got to think of it as having about a 30% impact on our weather. So there's okay. other stuff going on as well. Right. Um, but it is a sort of underlying tendency mm. more so, than anything else. <laughs> Simon, so, well, okay, so many people are ask, actually asking this question, uh, the difference between snow and sleet. If you can take us through that. What, what, what's the difference? I think sleet, sleet is just sort of mushy snow, really. Okay. Um, so you, it's a sort of very light, almost dancing ice crystals that you see in mm-hmm. the air um, right. is often quite typical of sleet. Yes. Um, whereas snowflakes are a bit bigger and sort of float down, whereas the, 
um, sleet gets sort of blown around in the wind quite a lot, mm-hmm. um, and is you know much much smaller. Yeah, I mean it's it's all part and parcel of the same the same okay. broad Simon, as we wrap up, uh, something I just want to put to you in general. Um, looking at weather patterns, since we've now emerged from you know like the COVID lockdown, industries are back to normal. You know, global activities on the up uh, again. Um, are there any peculiar weather patterns happening around the world at the moment? I mean, it's sort of more in terms of, you know, we can remember what uh, 2020 was like. It was mm. definitely the clearest I've yes. ever seen Oberg's there. Right. Um, I remember I was in the process of actually moving out uh, to the four-ways area during that period. So I was able to drive in the very, very depths of lockdown. Sure. And the clarity with which you could see the Michalisberg was astonishing. Right. So that's obviously, you know, back to normal now. The, right. You know, the, 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 the haze. And that's more to do with the sort of just general dust. Uh, of of human activity, um, and maybe a bit of air pollution in there in there as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, most of the changes have been environmental, mm. and it's just been a return to human activity, and therefore, um, you know, the animals that would maybe have come out and been a bit bolder during those lockdowns right. have gone back to their normal uh, their normal behaviour. The reason why I threw that question in your direction is because now look at the, these extreme temperatures we're seeing in the northern hemisphere. Look at China, uh, looking at uh, plus 35 degrees to an extent where uh, the, the authorities have declared that uh, there's to be no outdoor work. Yeah, look, I mean, there's no doubt that we're very much in a climate change signal now. Mm. So it's not necessarily uh, related to us coming back from COVID. But um, the fact that we had the, the warmest day ever um, globally on record on Tuesday last week, and yes. we broke that on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just astonishing. It, um, you know, that, that suddenly felt all very sort of um, on the nose, as it were. You know, it, sure. it was quite weird as a climatologist, where we normally talk about time spans of, of decades and centuries. Right. Suddenly be talking about literally mm-hmm. a day-on-day um, breaking of, of the global record. Sure. Um, so there is, and, you know, this this year should probably be if not the warmest on record, certainly in the top 10 of um, the, the warmest since, since records have, have begun. So we're, we're very, very much in that space now. Okay, so that, that, that kind of answers my question. Like I was going to ask you, can we expect the El Nino phenomenon to hit us later this year? Yes, Just to so, round off, yeah. So, I mean, El Nino is already in, in our system now, mm. um, but it will um, exacerbate the... Uh, the warming that's already there. That's, that's, that's pretty guaranteed. Simon, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us once again to explain to us uh, what uh, weather issues we are dealing with uh, at the moment. Simon Gear, climatologist and a national authority on global warming and green issues.